breaks my heart that Chase Cardiff struggled with that. I've watched that video a few times, and man, I, I, can't, I can't watch it without just it seriously ripping me up because of how much I love that guy. And how I know that him and I used to meet all the time, and we, we, I helped him walk through that deal. But how it really, really, really hurt him, and he would go home every day and really fight that temptation. And he was chained to that. It breaks my heart. I seriously love that dude. And what's even more sad than just him is that there are so many people, adults, students, who struggle with the same thing. And you're sitting in here right now and you have no idea what to do. You have no idea what to do because you, you, you know that was you. Or that is you. And that is something that is destroying you right now. And I just want you to know that whatever you get out of tonight, you need to understand one thing. Is that only one thing can break that chain. And his name is Jesus. And I could open up this floor to Chase right now and he would get up here and preach his heart out. And tell you that that is, that is the truth. And that is what has set him free. And that is what he goes to when he feels tempted. If you hear nothing else from tonight, you need to understand that. And if you don't know him, if you don't know Jesus, then you need to know him. Because it will, he will change your life forever. And tonight, I, I'm not spending hardly any time on this subject right here. I'm not. What you just saw was pretty much this subject right here for now, for today. In three weeks, I will hit this again on October 22nd. Because right now, if this is a struggle of yours, then you know that it is, and you know you should not be in that struggle. And if you don't struggle with that, Awesome. Awesome. Keep it up. You're like, man, what is that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And let me just say this also. If this is a struggle of yours, you need to let us know. You need to let us know. I get an email from about 12 different guys. Five of them have graduated. And it says the websites that they looked at that week. I get it every single week. I get a list of websites that those guys have looked at because they have asked me, their youth pastor, to keep them accountable. Came and sat in my office or sat at Chick-fil-A or sat at Starbucks or sat on the phone and cried their hearts out saying, man, I'm embarrassed, but I need you to know and I'm telling you, it has helped because those guys have been set free. I'm telling you that right now. And if you need that, if you need that for anything, I just want you to know we are here. 
I'm not just some dude who gets up here and talks and tells funny stories and talks about the Bible. I'm not, that's not who I am. My name is Michael Head, and I stinking want you to succeed in this life with Jesus Christ. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. That's it. I don't care about beach retreat. I don't care about fall riot. I don't care about spring break. I don't care about FCA Bible studies. I don't care about where you go to school. I don't care about sports. I care. I'm on this planet so that you can grow in your walk with the Lord. That's it. And I promise you there's 12 other people that work with me that would say the same thing if they had the opportunity to do so right now. And so stop hiding your sin from us and just come and tell us. And just say, hey, call me, text me. Hey, I'm struggling with this. Help me. Girls, if you need help, we've got Amanda, Michelle, Brandy, Patty. All of our wives are able to help you. We've got amazing volunteers that would help you. If you need help with something, let us know. And there's so many. I'm just, I'm just going to do, I'm going I'm to do something. I want, and I told Brett, I don't know what I'm about to say. I came to him and I said, get ready. I don't know what this is going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I still don't. We're just going with it. Right now, if you're in this room and you have personally talked to a person, either me or a staff member, about something that you have gone through, I just want you to raise your hand. Raise your hand. I, I, just, I just want to see, keep your hands up. I just want to see something real quick. Keep your hands up. I just want to see something, make sure I'm right in my thinking. Yep, yep. Okay, put your hands down. Here's something I just learned. Most of you that just raised your hand, I know every single one of your names, where you go to school, and your story. And there are people in this room that you're like, those staff members don't care about me, they don't know me, they don't have Here's why. Because those people have made an effort to come and get real with us. And if I would say, hey, how many of you guys are struggling with something? Raise your hand. The whole room's hand would go up. Let us help you. Let us help you. Because these chains right here, these chains, if you're not careful, they will win. They will win. Some of you are like, man, I came to church. I thought it was supposed to be a happy place. Wrong church. Wrong gospel. In order to say, when you accept Jesus, it's going to be happy. No. These chains will destroy you. If you don't get help, don't be ashamed. You're like, Michael, if I tell you what, I've, I'm just, I've heard it all, guys. I have heard it all. I've heard it all. From somebody killing somebody to I cheated on a test. I have counseled and met with them all. So you're not going to surprise me. You what? You failure. No. It's... Well, here's how we're going to do this. And here's the plan. So please understand that. And you're like, man, what if you tell my parents? Then I tell your parents. If it's an issue that I need to tell your parents, then I will tell your parents. And I will tell you, hey, I'm going to tell your parents. Why? Because they're your parents. They made you. They need to know. Do I tell them everything? No, I don't. Because what you tell me is for me. If you're injuring yourself, I tell them, because we want you to be better, and we want you to get better. This series that we are in is called Chains. Pretty simple, very heavy. When you came in, you heard heavy music. 
for the next three weeks, it is going to be heavy. And it is going to be awesome. Because I want every single chain broken. Will that happen? No. That's my desire. This series ends on October 22nd. On October 22nd, please no cheering, that is Fall Riot. For the next three weeks, we will talk about pornography, dating, and purity. We will talk about gossip. We will talk about depression. We will have different communicators. We're going to do it different ways via video, live, different stuff. And it's all going to come together at Fall Riot on October 22nd. We're going to have worship at Fall Riot. We're going to give away crazy awesome stuff like we always do at Fall Riot. And at Fall Riot, we're going to have these chains. And these chains are going to be broken. And everybody that comes to Fall Riot, I am praying that those chains are broken. So I need you to start telling people that October 22nd, I need you to come to church with me. Because it's going to be crazy. Why? I don't know, you want an iPhone 6? That'd be cool. Why? You can eat some pizza. Why? I, don't, I really don't know. Just, I was told to tell you to come. So you can pray for us as, we, as we're headed that direction on October 22nd. But tonight, that's all I'm going to say about that. But I want to move into something that I feel like, and stay off your phones, please. That'd be awesome if you could do that for me. I don't want you taking notes. I don't, if you, unless you have that old paper thing with a pen, pencil, whatever you want. I don't know if you even know what those are. If you want to rehear this message, it will be on our podcast, which is on our app. And you can listen to every podcast since 2007 on there. Enjoy. Every person you ever date will break, you will, you will either break up or you will marry them. Obviously, it's pretty simple. You date somebody, you're going to either break up or you're going to marry them. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Michael. I came for that. I knew that. Most high school relationships at last average of three months. By the way, if you're in this room and you're like, man, I'm never going to date anybody, awesome. That's what Paul said to do. He was pretty wise. He didn't say date, he said marry. If you're like, man, I'm not in this world right now, I just want you to understand that you will be eventually, so please put this into your mind right now. This is very important stuff. I may say a few words, you're like, ha, 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 I can't believe you said that. That's the best place to say it is church. Because this is the place where you should be learning how to defeat all the chains of all the stuff that the culture is teaching you is okay. When you continue to break, and by the way, this is pretty much not a message. This is me having, if you were sitting in my office or wherever, my house, hanging out with me, and you said, man, tell me about dating, this is what I would tell you. This is like Michael's notes over 12 years of full-time ministry being thrown up at you tonight. So this is a lot of stuff. This is not typical Michael Head message. This is just some good stuff that you need to know that I prayed about. For example, like this, when you continue to break up with tons of people over and over and over again, all you're doing is practicing divorce. When you break up, break up, break up, break up, break up, break up, all you're doing is practicing for an awesome divorce. Curious, just real curious. How many of your parents are divorced? Raise your hand. Thank you, put them down. How many of your parents are not divorced? Raise your hand. Thank you, put them down. That was awesome. Half and half. And divorce is horrible. It is horrible. Destroying, destructive. My parents are married five times apiece. I understand divorce more than you have any idea that I understand divorce. It is horrible. And it hurts. And so you're like, I, if, hopefully you have a goal in your mind to get married and not get divorced. If that's true... Then stop dating for a while because all you're going to do is break up and break that other person's heart. 
you're sitting next to somebody and you're dating them tonight, I'm sorry. I've been in your place when I was in the youth ministry, and it is awkward. You're like holding hands like, okay, tonight's going to be, we're going to get through this, babe. I love you. Even though I don't love you, but I'm going to pretend like I love you. So, hey, hey, let's rub arms. Three things that I think are most important in relationships. Proverbs 4.23 says this. Three things I think are most important in relationships. Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart. Girls say, I'm guarding my heart. Girls only. That was kind of weird, Chase. (laughs) Girls only, bro. All right. Girls say, I am guarding my heart. Dudes. so much I could do right now. Guys, say, I'm going to guard your heart. I'm going to guard. I'm going to guard. (laughs) I'm going to guard. I'm going to guard your heart. (laughs) That was great. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Three things I think are most important in a relationship. If I talk like that, this place would be packed. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So number one, three things that I think are most important in a relationship is be secure in Christ. Sometimes we just start dating people. And by the way, you're look, I'm, someone is talking to you, who their youth, my youth pastor poured his life into me and beat me up a lot because I dated almost every single girl in the youth group. There was only like 12, so... And it was bad, and I learned a lot, a lot, and it wasn't good, and I regret a lot. Sometimes we just start dating people. We don't even ask advice, or we don't talk to anybody about it, we don't pray about it, we don't fast about it, which is a whole other topic would be awesome to talk about. We don't, we just kind of start dating people. Hey, you want to, I don't know what you say, hey, you, you, you want to go out or something, you want to date, you want to... Meet me at my locker every day at school because we're in junior high. It'd be awesome. We just kind of start doing it. And what do we do? Whenever we do that, we open our hearts up and we say, hey, I just want you to come on into my life and destroy me. Come on in. Here it is. Break my heart. I'm going to tell you, everyone going to talk to you or text you late at night and we're going to text. I'm going to tell you my whole story. Everything about me. I'm going to tell you the bad things I've done, the good things I've done. Then you break up. The funny thing is, we're more open with our heart than we even are with our phones. If I were to come up to you and grab your phone, you'd be like, get me out. Either you got a lot of secret stuff on there, which whatever, that's your whole deal. I hope you don't. Or you're just really a private person. But if you're that private with your phone and your social media and all your accounts, then why aren't you that private and secluded and hidden with your heart when it comes to somebody else? I can't answer that question. But Proverbs 4.23 says we need to guard our heart and stop throwing it out there for everybody to stomp on and run over and pee on. Because that's what happens. Because so many people get married and they've given their heart to so many other people that they have nothing left to give to the person they're standing at the altar with. And let me tell you something. You want to give your all to that person you're standing up there with. 
but so much of you has been given to so many others that you have nothing to give, which can equal divorce, which is not good. I would love to raise up a generation of teenagers who say, you know what, I seriously am going to give up my all. I am not, when I get married, I, I am 100% with this person no matter what. Why? Because I've given my everything to Jesus instead of, a, instead of somebody else. That'd be awesome. I've done like 13 weddings in my career. I'm 100% so far. I'm 100% they're still together. So hopefully I'll be really old when some of you guys get married. I will do your wedding and it will be awesome. All right? I'm really expensive, okay? Like $2 million per hour. So good luck. Three things that I think are most important in relationships. Number one, be secure in Christ. Number two, be passive, not aggressive. Song of Solomon 2.7. Great book. You should read it. It's in the Bible. It's, it's in the Bible. Daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you by the gazelles. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but let's just go with it. <laughs> There's so much meaning here that I'm going to keep going. And by the does of the field, do <laughs> gazelle, birds, and deer. It's good, though. Hey, that's gold. All right. I, what are we telling what it means, Parker? I'm not. All right. Do not arouse or awaken love until it desires. Don't arouse or awaken love or like or whatever until it's go time. Don't. Don't. It's okay. We don't need to be pursuing relationships. So many people are like, oh, I want to date you. Oh, I need a boyfriend. I need a girl. I need to date to homecoming. I need a date to junior high lunch. I need a date to, I need, I need all this stuff. I need to be with somebody because I want someone to rub my arm. I want someone to hold my hand. I want someone to hug me. I want this. I want this. I'm pursuing a relationship. The main reason you're pursuing, I want you to, I want you to think about something. And I could be way wrong and way off and way, way theologically incorrect. Awesome. Great. Beautiful. But. Most of the people that are pursuing a relationship and are looking for love, it's because, if you want to get psychological, look at their parents. It's because they're not getting it at home. When a parent calls me and says, well, I don't understand why. I say, well, I'm just going to ask you, how much time have you spent with your daughter or your son? Because that could be the reason why they are doing those things. Oh, well, you can't say that. I just did. Because I've seen it happen. I am living proof of that. I was searching for love everywhere because my dad and my mom didn't give it to me. Never told me I love you. Never hugged me. Instead, would rather punch me. Lived on my own when I was 13 years old. I was looking for love in the wrong place. Is that my fault? No. But I found love. And his name is Jesus. Because a dude was talking just like I was and was saying, hey, there's somebody here. They, need, they have a hole in their heart and they're searching for love in the, all these different places and you need Jesus. And I'm like, that dude is talking to me. I don't even know that guy. You better watch out. I probably didn't say it at all. But I was thinking, I don't know what I was thinking. And I was like, man, he is talking to me. 
I'm looking for love in the wrong place. And I want this hole filled. Stop pursuing relationships. Dudes, if a girl asks you out, say no. Tell her to get a life. If a girl asks you out, dude, are you serious? You just got pursued by a girl. Loser. Some of y'all like, <laughs> whoa, 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 I'm in the relationship right now. Or maybe you're married like, that's me. Awesome. God bless you. Keep it up. Way to go. All right. <laughs> Guys, let's not pursue anything right now. But if a girl's like, hey, so you want to, I don't know how it works anymore. I'm old. Okay. Just be like, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'll talk to you about a week. And then, you know what I'm saying? Switch it up. Okay. When you've pursued Christ more than anything else. Don't ask somebody out via text. Are you serious? Hey, will you meet me at lunch? I'll buy you chocolate milk. <laughs> Don't arouse or awaken love until it so desires. Don't stir up the bee's nest until it is ready. What does he mean? Figure it out on your own. <laughs> there's, there's. Oh! Two un- insecure people are not good. Two people that are insecure, you don't, they don't need to be together. Okay? And most of you in this room are insecure. No, I'm not. <laughs> Proved it. Okay. You can't tell me I'm insecure. Who are you? Okay. I win. You don't need two insecure people dating. That makes insecure babies. You want two people that are so in love with Jesus Christ. This person loves Jesus. This person loves Jesus. And you take your time, you take your time, you take your time, you take your time, you watch that person, you watch the person's family, you get to know that person, you don't just start all of a sudden jumping into a relationship. Those usually don't work out. I promise, I promise, I promise. Practice purity in that relationship. What does that mean? How far is too far? Yeah, if you have to figure that out on your own, well, that's too far. If you have to ask that question, it's too far. Because once you hit that far, it goes further. And once it goes there, it goes there. And once it goes there, it goes there. How cool would it be if you didn't care if you got dumped by somebody? That's strong. Dump me. Don't care. <laughs> Deep down, it's like, please, I was kidding, for real, don't, but, but I don't care. Hey, seriously, what if, you were, what, what, what if you were that secure in who you are and in Christ that that didn't matter to you anymore? Because it really doesn't matter. They're a jacked up, screwed up human. You have Jesus, who is the perfect God. I'd take him all day. You would take him over your wife all day. He's God. He saved me. He saved me. He changed me from the inside out. When you look for one, you will find one. If you look, you'll find one. They're out there, they're crazy. If you look for one, you're going to find one. You're going to be miserable the rest of your life. Some of you are like, I know. How do I get out of that situation? You dump them. Now. Well, I'm just being a teenager. I'm just being a teen. I'm just, I'm a teenager. I can do this. Really? Who says that? The word or the world? The word of God says you can just be a teenager and do all these things and date everybody and go as far as you want? Or does the world say that the word of the world the word says flee from everything 
of sexual immorality. Flee from it. Get away from it. Run for your life. And to focus on God before you focus on anything else. That's what the word says. The world tells you, man, do whatever you want, however you want. That's wrong. That's wrong. It's not right. Well, now you can't say that. I can. I've read the Bible and I've studied it. It's changed my life. And is the foundation of everything I am. The third thing, make Christ your everything. Proverbs 18, 24. The more people you date, the more opportunity you have to sin. That's simple, but stinking good. The more people you date, the more opportunity you have to sin. Before you're ready to date, you need to be so in love with Jesus Christ. If you are not disciplined enough to have a quiet time to pray, not to do dumb stuff like that, if you're not disciplined enough to wake up or before you go to bed and spend time with the Lord, who it should be your everything, then you're not disciplined enough to get into a relationship. You're not. And there's so many relationships right now that are going on that are going to end in destruction. And right now, the truth is, you're, some of you are in a relationship right now and it is destroying you. And you are living a fake life, acting like everything is great. And really you're doing things in that relationship that you know you shouldn't be doing. Or you're not doing things that you know you should be doing, like spending time with Jesus. Because of that relationship has taken all of your time, including your time away from God. You're like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm getting in trouble all the time. I'm da 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 Well, God's like, hey, hey, remember me? Your first true love? Been here since the beginning of time. Hey! She's not even that pretty. I'm just kidding. He wouldn't say that. But, because he thinks everybody is awesome. Some of you need to let go of that relationship and get back with God. Well, I have needs, Michael. <laughs> Sweet. I, I, I have a need, Michael. I, I, I need to get married. Awesome. I have needs. <laughs> I've heard that, man. I'm like, what? You said, me too. I need to eat a hamburger. <laughs> okay? Like, I need to go to Long John Silver's. All right? It's the bomb. Number seven with clams. <laughs> Don't judge me. It's good. I need it. Well, I'm a teenager. I have needs. I need a girlfriend. I need a boyfriend. I need a lot, lot, No, you need Jesus. That's all you need. Boom! That's all you need. You need Jesus. Sorry, guys. I haven't looked over here very often. I forget about you over here in the darkness. Hey, guys. You need Jesus. Waivers. Questions that I've gotten over the years from teenagers about dating. How do I know when I found the one? <laughs> I'm 12. <laughs> Brett, that's when you come up. <laughs> I found the one. Brett asked me when he was 12, how do I know when I found the one? And it was Sydney. It still worked out. It was awesome. 
Michael, how do I know when I found the one? Honestly, if you ask me that and you're in high school, I'll say you haven't. Then I'll say, if it is, prove me wrong. Then you punk. Some, of, some people have stayed together and they're married and it's awesome. I'm like, okay, you proved me wrong. You win. High five. Way to go. Stay married. How do I know when I found the one? Matthew 6.33. All the answers come from the Bible. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. When you focus on him, you will know. You will know. You will know. But if you're not focused on him, you won't know. You have no idea. Romans 12 says that you, when you get everything in order, you will know God's perfect will. You will know the will of God when you have searched him out, when you have worshipped him, when you have given him your everything. Your everything. Not just your little bit. Your everything. That's how you'll know. Another question. Michael, I feel like I'm in love. Awesome. Awesome. Love is not a feeling, it's a commitment. Every wedding I do, I talk about love being a commitment and how the only, the best way that I have ever seen love shown ever is by Jesus dying on the cross. That is the best way of talking about love. When I do a wedding, I talk about Jesus and I, and I, and I give a gospel presentation because that is the best example of true love. How do I know I'm in love? Well, does your life look anything like Jesus? Does their life look anything like Jesus and does it go together? Do they love Jesus? If we lived by our feelings alone, I feel like I love this, but I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. Oh, I feel like sometimes breaking a chair over someone's face. If I acted on that feeling, there'd be a lot of messed up faces and chairs in this world. If we act on our feelings all the time, it's not going to be good. I feel hungry 100% of the time. Amen. If I acted on that feeling, and I do a lot, obviously, then it wouldn't be good. Love is not a feeling. Love is commitment. When you tell someone you love them, you are saying to them, I want to be with you the rest of my life. And so if it's you, and this is a, if you know me at all, you know it's a big deal to me. Stop saying the word, I love you to people. Dudes, stop using that word. You don't know what the heck it means. Because like I talked about a few weeks ago, the only love that you've seen isn't real love. Love is a commitment. And when you stand at that altar with, with that, I don't know what this is called. <laughs> I brain farted. When you stand at the altar with that person that you have fallen in love with, you want that person to be the only person that you said I love you to. How cool is that? Well, Michael, that's not, I've already screwed up. No, you haven't. Cut it off, don't do it again. And just wait for the right one. Wait for the right one. Can I date a non-Christian? I'm going to lead him to the Lord. No, you're not. You're not. If you do, awesome. Prove me wrong. 2 Corinthians 6.14. Can you date a non-believer? The Bible says no. Then why do you date someone who's not a Christian? When the Bible says, well, I don't really believe that part, then you don't believe that Jesus died on the cross. If you don't believe that, then you don't believe he died on the cross. You can't pick and choose out of the Bible what you believe and what you don't believe. 
If you don't believe this, you don't believe any of it. So go ahead and walk away from all this. Can you date a non-Christian? No. Well, prove it. Done. 2 Corinthians 6.14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. A yoke. You've heard me say this. The thing above Cracker Barrel. Every time you walk in Cracker Barrel, above everyone around the country. All right? It's a wooden thing. You got one here, a little donkey, and a donkey here. They put the wooden thing on them, and it pulls the plow. Yoked. You got one donkey here, one donkey here in the yoke, pulling the plow, doing the work together. If you only had one donkey, not two donkeys, jacked up yoke. And when you're dating a non-believer, you got a jacked up yoke. Quote that one. Twitter. Don't have a jacked up yoke. But that's true. That's true. Put your phones up. You don't have to date someone to bring them to Jesus. Jesus really doesn't need you to do that. He, he's pretty good. If I came to Christ, he, that other, if, if he came to Christ, that person doesn't need you to date them and make out with them to lead them to Christ. It doesn't work. A few more things and I'm done. Please stay with me. Every date is a potential mate. And happiness is not finding the right person, it's being the right person. And I could go on, I literally could go hours talking about this subject. Because I want you to understand this. And right now, some of you totally get it. And right now, some of you don't care. And I'm asking you to care. Because right now, you, you have the opportunity to change somebody else's life by not jacking them up and dating them. Because you are actually messing with somebody else's husband or somebody else's wife every time you are with them. And so I'm letting you know right now, don't mess with somebody else's wife. Don't mess with somebody else's husband. Because one day, they're going to grow up and they're going to get married and why don't you just say, you know what, I'm glad I didn't do anything because I'm so happy for that person. You will never forget ever, ever the sins and the things that you do with your significant other. You won't forget it. And you will always judge your future mate by those things. And this is as G-rated as I can get. If you want to know more, come and hang out with me. But you will never forget. And you will always compare and so I'm telling you to stop. If you have gone too far in a relationship before and you're sitting here and you're feeling like a failure, let me tell you something. You are not a failure. You're not a failure. You messed up. You messed up. And let me tell you something. Jesus Christ says, I want you to know you messed up and I forgive you. So let's move on. You are clean. You are pure. You are everything. I love you. You are beautiful. Don't do it again. I got you. You are awesome. I die on the cross so that you will be washed clean forever. That's you right now when you're feeling guilty. That's what he's saying to you. And there's also another group of you in this room. And you're like, man, I, I don't understand all that. How do I do this? I want to do this. I don't know how to do it. Well, here's how. You get Christ into your life and he directs your steps. He directs your steps. And right now there are people in this room that if you were to die today, die today. You don't know where you would go. 
And I want you to know something. Yesterday I had one of the scariest moments of my life happen. One of the scariest moments of my life. There is a Suburban going probably 80 miles an hour straight at my car with my wife and my two kids in the car with my wife driving. It was going down a two-way stupid access road on, on I-10 and it was flying at me. And I'm telling you right now, I seriously thought, and you could ask my wife as I grabbed her arm with everything I had, and I undid my seatbelt to jump in the back seat with my kids, because I promise you, I thought it was over. There was no doubt in my mind, I thought it was over. And the car, at the last second, the last second, dodged and started spinning down this road, and he straightened up and was fine. And we just stood there, and we just cried. But I just want you to know this, is that I know that if that car would have hit me, would have hit us, that I would have been in heaven like that. I know that. Was it scary? Yeah. One of the scariest moments of my life. I'm sharing that with some of you tonight because you know if that car would have hit you, you don't know where you'd go. So let's get it figured out tonight. Let's get it figured out tonight. Because I want you to be forever changed. Because I'm forever changed, I want you to be forever changed.